Start your mornings on the right foot. And listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Hello, Friday. On the Virginia Talk Radio. Hello, and time you just saved me. When my life came tumbling down, and I know you're gonna leave me. Hello, Friday. I've been waiting for you for a long time. Yeah, look at y'all, baby. Good morning, guys. It is Friday. Are you ready for it? It's uh, it's here whether you're ready or not, right? You've been looking forward to it for a long time, haven't you? Well, it's technically my, my longest day of the week because we have high school football. So, Oh, my goodness. Did you eat your Wheaties this morning? I... <laughs> I had to deal with a broken iced coffee machine at 7-Eleven, so <laughs> it's off to a great start. Oh, hey, my goodness. Hopefully, that's Taylor's, not going to be an indication. New Taylor Swift album is out, and in the words of Al Michaels on the Thursday Night Football broadcast after they aired the uh, teaser trailer for music videos, girls all across the country are over the moon. <laughs> are they? It was hilarious. You had Al Michaels, who's like, you know, called every big thing you could think of. Super Bowls, World Series. And he like, has to announce the Taylor Swift. And, and he's coming on a commercial break having to talk about Taylor Swift Aww. on Amazon. If someone asked me that when I, like, first fell in love with broad- sports broadcasting, like, hey, this uh, at, this thing where you go and shop is going to air a football game and also have Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, who you heard every college game with, and they're going to talk about Taylor Swift. It'd be like, you know what? That's why they call it a job. Welcome All to right. 2022. It is Friday. Here's your thought of the day for today. Raise your words, not your voice. It's rain that grows flowers, not thunder. Hmm. There's a lot of people who could uh, take that one into consideration. Got a Mike Pence story for you later that that would certainly apply. Here's your Mind Jam trivia for this morning. Our text number is 434 Please play along and uh, and give us your guess to today's Mind Jam Trivia. Today is National Apple Day. And while there are more than 7,000 varieties of apples, only one apple is native to North America. We want to know if you know what apple that is. 434-248-0704. We'll have that answer for you here in just a little bit. 7,000 varieties, but only one is native to North America. We want you to tell us what you so think you, that you is. You got a one in a 7,000 shot of uh, getting it right. Getting it right. Exactly. Uh, on this day in history, in 1964, the film version of My Fair Lady, directed by George Cukor, starring Rex Harrison and Audrey Hepburn, that premieres in New York. It wins the Academy Awards for Best Picture in 1965. How do you do? So you came here to rescue her from worse than death, eh? <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, in 1975, Elton John is given a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and deservedly so. In 2001, United We Stand, the benefit concert for September 11th, and the 2001 terrorist attack victims is held at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. It's organized and headlined by Michael Jackson.
it wasn't exactly a we are the world moment, but uh, but it was it was pretty big deal back in the day and certainly was a united time for America all the way around. In 2021 on this day, actor Alec Baldwin shoots cinematographer Helena Hutchins dead, injures director Joel Souza with a prop gun in rehearsal. A year later, they're back on the set. I can't believe they're going to finish that movie. We've got it in the uh, the stories today to kind of give an update on, on where we are on that. Usually, if something like that happens in a movie, they usually shelve that. But they're going to continue and move forward with that movie. Don't know how many people are going to go see it. We shall find out. Uh, birthdays today. Uh, quite a few birthdays. Kim Kardashian is turning 42 years old today. And uh, I, I have no... I don't have a sound clip for her. I mean, what do you do? What do you play for that? Some dingy interview or something. I don't know. Uh, Kane Brown is having a birthday today. He is turning 29. Kane Brown, 29 years old today. Uh, also having a birthday today is Judge Judy. She scares me a little bit. Um, she's 80 years old, and she doesn't pull any punches. This is sport for me. It's my sport. And you did, are it stupid on the people. It, That's your fault. You're a moron. So is your mother. Wow. You're a moron, and so is your mother. She just puts it out there. Uh, Stephen Cropper, turning 81 years old today, named one of Rolling Stone's greatest guitarists in history, he also co-wrote and performed on Otis Redding's Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. He was also in the Blues Brothers Band, which I think is kind of cool, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Mind Jam trivia today. Today is National Apple Day. And uh, while there are more than 7,000 varieties of apples, only one apple is native to North America. Do you know what apple that is? Uh, same people have guessed Red Delicious, Golden Delicious, uh, Crab Apple has been guessed. Um, again, 7,000 varieties. Is one of those correct? Could be. I'm going my favorite. I'm going to go Granny Smith. I, I don't know if it's right, but I'll just go with my favorite type of apple. I wonder where Granny... It's not Granny Smith, but I'd love to know where Granny Smith came from. Well, that, mm-hmm. see, to me, that seems like a very American name, though. It does. I agree with that. Um, I don't I don't even like Red Delicious apples. I don't even know why we have them. Although I had one right off a tree one time, and it was pretty good. Yeah. But... I like Golden Delicious, but not so much the others. We'll we'll have that answer coming up. It's also worth uh, no, mentioning that today is National Mammography Day. Of course, uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. A little bit later on the show today, we're going to have a report from uh, CBS correspondent Dr. Max Stroma about the relationships between mammograms and weight. So uh, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit as well. Gizmo says Honeycrisp. I love a Honeycrisp apple. That's a good underrated apple. I, I love Honeycrisp. And I love um, Fuji's are really good. They're getting ready to that. come in. You've never had a Fuji? Mm-mm. A Fuji apple is a cross between a Virginia apple and a Japanese apple. All right. Uh, my guess is now Virginia apple because that's a state. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's probably not right. 
but that seems like a layup. Oh, Teresa is sticking with crab apples because they go wild and the others need rootstock. And people in America are crabby. Well, there is that. Uh, Teresa is a farmer, so she, you know, she would probably know for sure. So uh, we'll have that in a little bit. Uh, We also have some stories we're going to be talking about. What are you doing over there? It's this board that's under this table to like limit the sound on one of your on your computer that you use because it Uh it makes noise, and I keep kicking it, which makes noise. So what's the point? I don't know. Uh, The man who was here before me had it here, so he kicked it too. Yeah. In in all fairness, he also kicked it. So Uh, we were talking before we went on the air about James Corden. Speaking of crabby. He did an interview uh, with the New York Times and says that he did absolutely nothing wrong to get banned from a New York restaurant. However, a lot of stories are coming out now about people who have been in restaurants and who have witnessed him behaving badly. So this it's interesting to me how something this minute could really impact his career because apparently he's a real jerk. He's a funny jerk, but yeah, he's I was gonna a real say- jerk. Like the uh, the video of him in One Direction doing the tattoo or like basically like it was this thing where they you pick a box and like you either get a tattoo or you don't and like Harry Styles ended up having getting a late late tattoo it was a pretty funny funny video. He can be very funny, although now you're looking back at some other people are like going back and looking at old footage and it's like and they're mm. like wait a minute because Kim will ask him to name two of his cameramen and and, and he couldn't do it. That's not a yeah. good sign right there. You so. know who's also dealing with that problem? Quarterback Russell Wilson in the NFL. A lot of people, his former He's teammate, getting some bad press. He, uh, he's not played well, and he's coming out as, uh, you know, his former teammates are uh, talking about how he acted. And he's, uh, he's a guy who talks in a lot of uh, mannerisms and cliches. Like, you know, he, he came to the Broncos, and he kept saying, Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh Lord! And you know, and so uh, it, it's quite sometimes it's better just not to talk quite so much. And knowing when to hush is just as important as knowing what to say or when to say it. We'll be back with our answer to our mind jam trivia, and we'll have some Friday funnies on the way here very shortly. Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. There you go. Give me the spots on my apples. Leave me the birds and the bees. I agree with that. Uh, So we ask you a question about apples because it's National Apple Day today. There are 7,000 varieties. Uh, I will say our conversation with Teresa via text had everybody switch over to crab apple. (laughs) Hmm. And there's a good reason for that. That's the correct answer. So, Because Americans are crabby. It's the only apple native to North America. Uh, 100 apple varieties are grown commercially in the U.S. Just 15 of those make up 90% of total production. They are Red Delicious, which all of our listeners agree is not a great apple. Uh, Gala, Golden Delicious, Granny Smith, and Fuji, which we talked about. Mm. We love Fuji's. Uh, pink ladies are good too 
So a U.S. apple production was uh, averages about 20 million pounds per year. And the largest apple ever picked tipped the scales at an amazing three pounds. Heart. Fun mm. fact. The only like cool apple fact I know is hard cider is basically just apple wine. Apple, sure. It's the same exact process as they make wine with mm-hmm. grapes, but with apples. That's right. And it's very popular. I learned that in college. How about that? <laughs> we won't In an actual you. class. Oh, I was going to say, you didn't. I took a geography of wine class. You weren't like my, brewing it in the, uh, in the back? <laughs> no, but the brew club was uh, downstairs at my apartment complex, like the Virginia Tech Brew Club. They would actually brew their own beer. Nice. Okay. Uh, Lots of stories to talk about this morning. Biden is stumping for Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Uh, Says you got to vote for Fetterman because the world is watching. Yes, they are, Joe. Yes, they are. Can you imagine that conversation, Joe Biden and Fetterman? I don't think so. You could just feel yourself getting dumber. Uh, Biden has spent over 25% of his presidency at his Delaware compound. But even after criticizing Trump, for keeping the visitors' logs kind of private, uh, he refuses to share his. He even goes so far as to say that a visitors' log doesn't exist for his Delaware home. Don't know that I'm buying that one, but okay. Uh, CNN's new president uh, president says he wants the network to be more nonpartisan, but uh, his pick of Jake Tapper is proving to be a little bit problematic. Jake, not really. He's kind of going back into his old habits there uh, a little bit. And what the heck is going on in Britain? Prime Minister Liz Truss resigned almost as quickly as she took the job. Uh, so there is... Um, you think is that why Mark uh, Mark retired? He's going over to become the uh, Prime Minister in the UK? Yeah, maybe. I think Mark just wants to sleep in. I talked to him yesterday. He sounds very rested. I'm a little envious. Little little bit envious. I'm a lot. But he's doing he's doing really well, so that's a good thing. But yeah, they, they say things are, are getting a, a bit uh a bit dodgy there over across the pond. So we'll take a look at that in just a little bit. Uh Governor Yunkin on new transgender policies saying uh it's the law. You're gonna have to learn to to deal with it. Um so we shall see. Uh, Pence speaking some truth into the lives of some young Georgetown students yesterday. That was interesting. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, uh, the American Airlines passenger, you remember earlier in the week we were talking about the, uh, the woman who was complaining because she was trapped between two obese travelers and... American Airlines were like, sorry, our passengers come in all shapes. Apparently, she did get a $150 voucher. So we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, proof that President Joe Biden really is Ron Burgundy. There have been rumors before that he is. Uh, he was reading off a teleprompter yesterday. It was not pretty. We've got that footage coming up for you. A couple in their 50s has decided they're going to live permanently on a cruise ship. They say it's cheaper than a mortgage. And they say they figured out how they can live on a cruise ship for $100 a day. Oh, yeah. I, I think I've seen a video where the guy explains, like, he'll just, like, go on different cruises every, every I've month. I've seen people living on $100 a day. I've never seen them do it on a cruise line. And uh, I've heard of people retiring 
and living on on cruise ships. Uh, these people are in their 50s, and they're saying it's more cost-effective for them to, to cruise permanently. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll take a look at that. Biden also um, <laughs> uh, tells a reporter, count kid count, after she questions the number of candidates who are campaigning with him. He is, he is out way, way, way too much right now. There is a lot of uh, a lot of things that could go wrong. A lot of things that could go wrong on that. So I don't know what I think about that. Uh, we'll also talk about the um, honor flight that's going to be taking place. Um, the National D-Day Memorial Foundation has uh, sent us some information on that. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we also have a uh, great five and dine for you today and some Friday funnies, which are going to be a lot of fun to uh, to bring you and which we really need for a Friday. I'm ready to go. Yeah, w- we need those. Um, Rusty the Red Panda, who was known for escaping the National Zoo as a young cub. I remember when that happened. Apparently, um, he passed away. Makes me sad. Aww. Do you remember when he escaped in Washington, D.C.? I think so. Yeah. He was only 10 years old. So I don't know what I don't know what really happened. And then we had another one. We had another red panda escape. And I don't remember what state that was. And they never did find that red panda. Somebody snatched him up. I'm pretty sure. So, I don't know. Oklahoma governor is standing up against gender surgeries for um, uh, in his state. And it's interesting that even though... Uh, we've got an administration who is pushing for gender sur- surgery, saying that it's important for their mental health. We're also funding uh, research talking about how damaging it is. For uh, So they're, they're also spending money on that. So I don't think they know what's going on there. Uh, Gizmo has texted in and said, before moving to a boat, the first question should be, how far can I swim? All right. I guess, or where's the closest lifeboat, maybe. And uh, then he also said his grandpa would make 190-proof brandy with leftover apples. And they would just use every apple that, that they could find. They didn't, didn't have to be one particular type. So apple brandy is good. I make a fall sangria, and it's got apple brandy in it. And it's pretty marvelous. So... You need to send that recipe to me. Um, A whopping number of real estate deals have been called off in just one month. That's not going well. Uh, We're seeing a real decline in in the market. That red-hot mortgage rates that uh, uh, are giving homebuyers and sellers cold feet. And 17% of homes that went under contract last month have been called off. That's not a good sign there. Uh, Top dens are pushing their members to pony up money to counter GOP fundraising right now. Seems the closer we get to November, the more panicking uh, that we're seeing. And then another report of a family trip to Disney World that doesn't go well. Um, not only was it wildly expensive, they had their vehicle stolen while they were there. They had planned a surprise vacation for their two young kids' birthday and their Ford F-250 pickup truck was stolen out of their parking lot and uh, didn't end up being such a great 
time after all. We're also going to be taking a look a little bit later on this morning about some of the things coming up this weekend. There's going to be a lot of events that you can take in and enjoy. Looks like the weather is going to be fantastic for that. A little bit chilly. I mean, we're in the 30s this morning, so definitely bundle up for that. We'll take a look at your extended forecast on the way with WDBJ7. And we also have some local headlines coming up with uh, Kimberly McBroom. She's got a Venton story for us where police are looking for suspects after a carjacking. A fire marshal is weighing in on that deadly fire in Martinsville. And then Illuminites is going to be opening at Explore Park. That's about a month away, but tickets are going to be going on sale for that really soon. So she'll have details on that coming up with our friends from WDBJ7. In the meantime, keep our numbers handy. 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number. Put that in your phone and get ready to call in this morning. 866-916-3776. You can call us toll-free. And we thank you for starting your morning with us here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. This is The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Good morning. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny skies today, warming up to 66 degrees. Clear and cold overnight areas of frost possible, lows at 35. We'll start out with mostly sunny skies on Saturday, getting up close to 70 for those afternoon highs. Overnight lows at 41 Saturday night. And mostly sunny on Sunday, just a few more clouds by the afternoon. High temperatures running in the upper 60s. Very clear conditions throughout the listening area. 35 degrees in Lynchburg, 38 in Bedford, 37 in Roanoke, 33 in Danville, 38 in Salem, and 36 in Appomattox. We received uh, information from a listener a few minutes ago. The parkway is closed between 24 and Mill Mountain. They say if you're uh, traveling through that area, you have to go through the middle of town. So uh, thanks, Gizmo, for sending that in to us this morning. The Halifax County Sheriff's Office is investigating after an infant was found dead outside of a home earlier this week. We brought you that story. Sheriff Fred Clark said that about six 6 p.m., the 911 center received a call about a possible infant in the yard of at home on Hummingbird Lane. When authorities arrived, they did find the infant uh, was dead. Uh, local media has tried speaking with people who live on that road. They were able to find one woman who, who did speak to them. Uh, she said she never expected anything like that to happen on such a quiet road. She said they never have problems in that area. Uh, you never see police out here or anything. Uh, we didn't hear any police officers, any sirens. It was pretty eerie. The sheriff's office would not confirm exactly where the child was found, but for this neighbor, she said it's devastating. Uh, she said it's way too close for 
to home for me. Uh, she is literally right down the road, and this is happening. During the investigation, authorities were able to identify the juvenile mother of the infant and the circumstances surrounding the infant's death. Sheriff's Office did not want to go on camera for an interview, uh, but they did say that the family of the infant near, lives nearby. They did not confirm if they live on Hummingbird Lane. The neighbor said she would have helped if she had known. I just wish there was something we could have done. Earlier this week, we have talked uh, about the opioid epidemic in this country. Uh, talked about it a couple of times, obviously tying in with the, the theme of this week about mental health. And Johnson & Johnson, owner of the opioid manufacturer Janssen Pharmaceuticals, has made their first payment of a $67 million in its settlement with Virginia and other states, in addition to around the $40 million to be set aside for the State Opioid Abatement Authority, which is leading efforts across the Commonwealth to fight the opioid addiction. The settlement payments also include $11 million for the state government and $16 million to be divided up among local governments. Attorney General Jason Mieris is thrilled for the money of these record-breaking settlements, and it's on its way. His office also linked a document showing the distribution of settlement money, if anyone was interested in how that's getting broken up from this, and um, another lawsuit against several distribution of opioids below. Uh, there's a chart on the article if you want to pull it up. Uh, it's on WX, uh, XFL. Mm. FXR. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of the settlement, Johnson Johnson is also barred from selling opioids, promoting their use or, or providing any funding for lobbying around the regulation of opioids. Wink, wink. They'll probably get around that. <laughs> According to Mieris, Virginia is protected to receive over projected to receive over five hundred million dollars in both settlements. Um, this is good to see. Something's being done, in my opinion. Well, if anybody can get it done, Mieris can. Yeah, it's probably not enough. I mean, this has been ongoing lawsuits. I think it's a bipartisan lawsuit across multiple states. I think, I mean, you know, our neighbors in West Virginia are, I think, is some is really hit with the opioid epidemic. And, you know, these these companies are, I mean, Johnson and Johnson, you throw in the COVID vaccine. This is a, you know, billions and billions of dollars to come like. But 67 million is a lot but it's a drop in the bucket for them but most of the people that are dying and i'm not saying this isn't important it is but um our problem right now is fentanyl that's yeah. that's our problem and that's not coming from these folks this is yeah. uh, coming across the across the border for sure but it starts with this like this is the starting point of it you know mm, i don't know um it's the end of an era for a popular Christmas display in Rustburg. This is going to be the final year of the Rustburg Christmas Light Show. Please say it isn't so. Steve Frazier, who runs the show uh, after more than a decade, says that it's time for him to uh, to back away. He says, as much as I do not want to, because I love the show and I love the community coming out, I know it's time to step away and spend time with my family again. I, if I'm not mistaken, he starts in September and, and October putting this thing up. Uh, he says, ever since he's announced the news, he's received hundreds of messages from people showing their appreciation. He says that means everything to him. But he says if anyone wants to continue the show somewhere else, he is offering it up for sale. This year's show begins on Thanksgiving night, and it runs through New Year's Eve, as it always does. So hopefully somebody's going to pick that up and i have never seen that show well you need to go and see it this year because we always go and look at at christmas lights that's one that's definitely the worth one, the drive the one i've gone to and it's more because i'll be home for it is the one at uh 
Meadow Event Park, where they have the state fair. They have a big Christmas light display. You can turn your radio to a certain channel. Sure. This guy mu- has that yep, too. The music yep. syncs to it. So I've done that a couple of times. Have you ever gone cool. to the Speedway in Bristol and done that one where you I can drive not. on the track? I'll be at the uh, I'll be at Martinsville next weekend, so that'll be fun. But, but they, they won't do, have lights. They do the Christmas lights at the Bristol yeah. Speedway and you can ride on the I've Speedway. Seen, it's I've very seen cool. The, the photos. It's pretty neat. Well, Amherst County is back again with their annual fair. It kicked off yesterday. It's going to run through Sunday, and there's lots of rides and shows and animals and even a silent dance party. I'm not sure how that works. How can you dance silently? You put headphones on. Everybody wears... Everyone wears, like, noise-canceling headphones, and they'll play the music through the headphones, and so that... And then everyone dances. That is so weird. Anyway. Uh, it's hipster stuff. Is it now? Well, that would explain why I didn't know anything about it. 5 to 10 is when the gates are going to be open today, uh, 5 to 10 p.m., and then the gate closes at, at 9, but the fair will be open 5 to, to 10. On Saturday, they're going to open noon to 10, and Sunday, 12 to 6, uh, admission is $3 per person on Thursday, $5 per person Friday through Sunday, and they've got all kinds of vendors. Uh, you can get free shuttle parking. Uh, shuttles will run continuously between the fairgrounds and the parking areas. General parking is located on Old Stage Road. They're also going to have handicap and ADA parking available for those with proper handicap identification. Uh, this area is located on Sweetbriar Drive across from the fairgrounds. And if you want more information on rides and uh, in-depth information about uh, all the judging and that type of thing, you can go to their website that is amherstcountyfair.com so you can go check that out another that event way I, another event i've never been to well you need to get on that one but i went to uh you know the 4-h fairs like county fairs when i lived in kansas for a year like part of our radio station would be to broadcast from the fair and like give sure. updates on who won what awards and that was interesting you were like uh, you won't know who this is but les nesman off wkrp he so, would he would go and do that. It as was well. uh it was interesting to mm-hmm. kind of see you know you would see like the different events they would have whether it be like food you know food judging to like you know I saw a lot of a lot of pigs lots of pigs so, yeah which is pretty great have you seen racing pigs those I, are very I popular have. I've seen them at the state fair yeah those are we've had those in Lynchburg uh, well speaking of silent dancing. AOC is being blasted on Twitter for dancing for dancing at hecklers. <laughs> Only AOC. A viral clip has uh, been making the rounds on Twitter as people across the political spectrum criticize the progressive political figure. On Wednesday, protesters crashed Ocasio-Cortez's town hall in Queens, shouting at her and holding up signs while protesters began chatting, chanting, AOC has got to go, Ocasio-Cortez sat on the stage and pretended to dance to the beat of the chants. Eventually, a majority of the room turned on the protesters, allowing her to finish speaking. Social media users shared the clip as an example of Cortez mocking her constituents in what they saw as a humiliating display. The Spectator contributing editor Chadwick Moore wrote, she's mocking her constituents because she's never lived in her district. They didn't put her in power and she doesn't answer to them. 
Uh, and then they said, wow, they've turned on her like a pack of rabid dogs. Um, I oh. present to you the I fooled you all and I got my bag dance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I wonder how long she's going to stay in. Probably far too long would be yeah, my guess. Yeah, probably. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And they are working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill firmly in check. One of the things that they're doing right now at FNL Market is they are also offering you a chance to get your corporate hams and turkeys. If uh, you are interested in providing that for your uh, employees or some of your customers this year, reach out to FNL, speak to Todd directly, 434-846-7448, 434-846-7448. Call that number, ask for Todd Ramsey, and he will get you uh all fixed up. They are taking those orders now at FNL Market. So if you're looking for a great recipe that everybody will enjoy that you can enjoy throughout the weekend, I may have just the thing for you. Uh, this is a lasagna recipe, but it's a creamy white chicken lasagna. Uh, it is comfort food at its very best. No doubt about that. You're going to start with lasagna noodles. I like to use the flat uh, Barilla no-bake lasagna noodles, but you do whatever it is that you most enjoy. Uh, you're going to start by cooking those noodles in boiling water, drain them, rinse them in cold water, and set them aside. Then you're going to melt your butter in a large saucepan. You're going to cook your onion and your garlic in the butter until it's very tender. Then you're going to stir in your flour, make your roux. Your flour, your salt, simmer until it's bubbly, mix in your broth, and then put in the, the milk and then boil. And, and you're going to do that for about a minute. And that's going to make that delicious white sauce that's going to pull all of this together. Stir in two cups of mozzarella cheese and a fourth of a cup of Parmesan. Season it with some Italian seasoning and ground black pepper. Remove it from the heat and set it aside. Spread a third of that sauce mixture in the bottom of a 9 by 13 inch bake dish. Layer with a third of the noodles. Put in your ricotta, your uh, cooked chicken two cups of mozzarella, and your spinach. Repeat this one more time. Arrange the remaining noodles over the cheese. Spread the remaining sauce over the noodles. Sprinkle it with more mozzarella. Bake it for 35 minutes in a preheated oven. I will tell you, this heats up really beautifully. And uh, even people who don't like regular lasagna, which I don't think I can be friends with those people, uh, love this one. And you can eat on it all weekend long because it makes so much. You want to see this delicious recipe? Go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL, save on sirloin tip roast, $3.98 a pound. 
Whole boneless pork loins are $2.69 a pound and sliced for free. Family pack boneless pork chops are $2.98 a pound. And leg quarters are $6.80 for a 10-pound bag. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Join the VIP Text Club for exclusive deals and flash sales. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. They say, look at yourself. Let it out. You want to have some fun in your life? Do what I do. I don't know. Maybe have a cocktail and walk inside a Walmart store. There's your entertainment right there. I go to Walmart like it's a movie theater. That's where I go for my entertainment. I don't even go there and buy anything. I go prepared to laugh. I go with popcorn, candy, a lawn chair. I grab a seat in an aisle and I look at people and say to myself, my life ain't that bad, this is fantastic. <laughs> Come on, people. You ever go inside a Walmart store, stop buying things you didn't go in there for? You know Walmart plans that. That's why it sells so many items, because it makes you buy what you did not go shopping for. I went to Walmart for toothpaste. That's all I needed. Toothpaste. Came out with a lawnmower, a shotgun, and a canoe. I just had that conversation with my sister yesterday. She said, I spent $70. I went to the store and I spent $70. I'm like, well, that's pretty good. You, I mean, you know, you went in there, you did, you did okay. She said, I went in for, you know, milk. <laughs> so... That has happened to me before. I have a question for you. Okay. What do you call it when the Batman no, skips church? No, please don't. Christian Bale. Oh, my God. Oh, seriously. No, you have to stop. I will hurt you. You know I will. You did not come loaded for bear with dad jokes today. I know you... Oh my word. <sighs> 866-916-3776. Please someone call me so I can talk to you and turn Trey's mic off. <laughs> if someone calls and and decides to uh, join in on the fun, I, no. you, you, I will forever be grateful. Oh, my word. They better not call with dad jokes, that's for sure. So, uh, Republicans are giving Biden the business because he's so secret about his Delaware visitors... Of course, he spent over a quarter of his presidency in Delaware, but who he meets there remains a secret. The uh, recent New York Post report revealed that the Secret Service claimed to have no records on the identities of visitors to the president's home in Delaware. Now, how can that be? They uh, asked the White House if they have records of who has met with the president at his Delaware home and if the administration would release them. If no such records exist, they wanted to know why is the White House not keeping track of who's meeting with the president? The White House did what the White House does. They dodged questions, instead taking aim at the prior administration over the handling of their White House visitors' logs. They say President Biden is proud to be the most transparent administration in the American history. And uh, we've restored the practice of releasing visitors' logs after it was discontinued by its predecessor. That wasn't the question, folks. The question was, are you not keeping track of who is, is meeting with the president at his Delaware home? 
the Delaware home that we all just spent money on to put fencing around, even though our borders aren't secure. All right, I'll admit it. It was me. Yeah. I, I came up, I was just like, you know, I, I went up, I was like, Joe, <laughs> buddy, you know. Let's talk. Y- your wife's an Eagles fan, I, I, and I respect that as an Eagles fan, but, you know, just chill out. The administration has released visitors' logs of the White House, but they uh, have kept secret the identities of those who have visited in Delaware. Uh, Delaware residences uh, where Biden has stayed are less publicly visible than the White House, making it difficult to know whom the president would be seeing during those trips. Uh, House Oversight Committee ranking member James Comer told Fox News Digital the claim that there are no visitors logs for President Biden's Delaware residence is a bunch of malarkey. So why why don't they want that out there? I think that's interesting that they're not willing to to share that. Of course, he hasn't been at the White House or um, at his Delaware home lately. He has been on the campaign trail. I don't know that that's a good idea, but uh, President Biden visited Pennsylvania yesterday and told voters that they should back Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman over Dr. Oz because the rest of the world is looking attempting to instill urgency in voters to turn out for what is expected to be a very tight race and one that could potentially decide the majority of the U.S. Senate. Biden said the implications of the race could vastly change U.S. policy. Pointing to recent comments from House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Biden argued a Republican majority would prevent him from sending billions of dollars to Ukraine amid their fight with Russia. They said that if they win, they're not likely to continue to fund Ukraine, he said at a fundraiser in Philadelphia. These guys don't get it. (laughs) That's rich coming from him, isn't it? Uh, It's a lot bigger than Ukraine. It's Eastern Europe. It's NATO. It's really serious, serious consequential outcomes. He added, the rest of the world is looking at this election as well, both the good guys and the bad guys out there, to see what's going to happen. We've got to win. John's got to win. So he's continuing with the the fear messaging. Um, Earlier this year, former President Donald Trump endorsed Oz's candidacy during the state's Republican primary. Biden also took a swipe at Dr. Oz, calling him a perfect example of a lawmaker who is loyal to Trump, which the president calls a MAGA Republican. And we all know how he feels about MAGA Republicans. Uh, The tight race has seen the two candidates trade barbs, such as Oz targeting Fetterman's health after he suffered a stroke during the Democratic primary. Fetterman's campaign has continuously claimed Oz is from New Jersey, not the state for which he's running. Fetterman said, sometimes I'll miss a word or I'll mush two words together sometimes. Dr. Oz never lets me forget I had a stroke in January. I'll be feeling much better, but Dr. Oz will still be a fraud, he said. All right. Well, uh, we will see 
how that goes. Fetterman and his wife Giselle joined Biden during a tour of the Fern Hollow Bridge in Pittsburgh, later accompanied him to a sandwich shop in a nearby Moon Township where the president told reporters Democrats would retain control of the Senate despite many experts predicting the opposite. It ain't over till it's over. Hey, he got that one right. He didn't say the proof is in the eating of the pudding. I'm pretty happy about that one. He did have a big teleprompter gaffe, though. We'll talk about that in our next it's hour. It's hard. I, I, I've had to do it before. It's hard. Reading a teleprompter? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but he's been doing it for like 50 years or something. You would think he would have it down by now. I don't know. Uh, we're going to take a look at CBS News. That'll be coming up at the top of the hour. And uh, then we're going to go to our Roanoke News Desk to get you your headlines for Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the South Side. Also, it is National Mammography Day. In our next hour, we're going to have a report from CBS correspondent Dr. Max Stroma about the relationship between mammograms and the correlation with your weight. Uh, what does that have to do with even the number of mammograms you should be having or how often you should go. So that'll be coming up after the top of the hour. So we'll have that on the way. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Morning Jam. Our number, 866-916-3776. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you on this Friday. Thanks for listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.